I want to begin by saying this, and I hope that all the young ones can follow this as well. There's an expression that we often use as Christians, and it's a good expression, but we need to think it through. Oftentimes you may hear somebody say, do you have a personal relationship with Jesus Christ? Has anybody ever heard that before? Do you have a personal relationship with Jesus Christ? It's a good question, very good question, and I do trust that everyone here today has entered into a personal relationship with Jesus Christ. Having said that, the term itself I don't think we find in the New Testament, but the idea of it is there, that each of us individually should come into a personal relationship to personally know the Lord Jesus, to be born again, to be saved. Those are all synonymous, the same things. So a personal relationship with Jesus Christ. Having said that, think about this for a minute. Rarely do we hear someone talk about our corporate relationship with Jesus Christ. I have met many people, and I bet you have too. In fact, I just met someone last week again who told me something like this. I have Jesus in my heart. I believe a lot of those things that you're telling me. But as far as the church goes, as far as the body of Christ, the church, that's not for me. I, I, that, that's not for me. I don't want a part of that. But listen, you kind of leave me be. I've got it all in here in my heart. Have you ever heard that before? You don't have to raise your hand, but I bet you have. There are lots of people that think they are A-OK with God in a personal relationship, but they've totally neglected the corporate relationship with God and with Jesus Christ. What do I mean by that? I bet some of the young kids are wondering, what do you mean by corporate relationship? What does that mean? Well, the thought is that you not only have a personal relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ as individual with individual, but you are also part of a bigger picture of a body of the church And that church, that body, the many individuals even sitting here today have themselves a corporate, that is a together relationship with God and with Jesus Christ. Did you realize that? Did you know that if you have an individual personal relationship with the Lord Jesus, that you also have a corporate relationship with the Lord Jesus? That it's not just me, my own island, In Jesus, one-on-one, whether you like it or not, this is what the Bible says. If you know him personally, you also know him corporately. Now, I wonder how many people realize that. I wonder how many Christians out there are indeed in a personal relationship with the Lord Jesus, but don't realize that they're also in a corporate relationship, that they're part of a bigger group of a body of Christians, and that there is a, a, a together relationship with the Lord Jesus, not just me, my own island in him, but that we're together in a relationship with him. So uh, let's see if I can get this to advance here. If you would... Aha, you told me that ahead of time. There we go. All right. So I have a visual or I have a little bit of an illustration here, and I want you to think about this for a minute. Personal relationship, yes, and I trust everyone does, but corporate relationship. So here I have a picture 
a little bit dim because of the lights, but a picture, hopefully you can see it, and it's of a smiling player, this young man, athletic, no doubt, and he's been selected by the head coach for a position on the football team. And so here he is. He's glad to see this. I don't know if you've ever participated in sports in an organized way, but if you have, you know that most times, most times there are tryouts before the team. Tryouts before the team. So what I mean by that is that, well, in high school, I remember, uh, they would call the kids in. Hey, whoever's interested in playing volleyball, come on and meet in the gym for the next several days at school. And there would be practices and, and all the while, while the, while the players are playing and, and doing their thing, the head coach is there and he's keeping an eye to determine who it is that I'll choose to be on this team. So here we have a player. He's been chosen. And now, having been picked up by the head coach, he can say, that's my coach. And the coach can say, that's my player. Aha, I've got a personal relationship now. The coach has picked me. Ah, I'm part of the football program. It's me and the coach. The coach knows me. That's my player. That's my coach. That is true. But we all know that if you were to be selected to a football program like this young man, something inherently comes with it. It's not just you and the coach. My name is there. I've been picked. I checked the list and there I am. Something else comes with it. You're not only in a relationship with the coach, that's my coach, that's my player, but you're now inherently part of a team, right? You're now part of a conglomerate, a together team that has a purpose, that has a function. There have been many, many good athletes Sports stars that have been picked up by the head coach, but they've never, ever, ever been able to really engage and embrace what it is to be on the team. They have, if you will, a personal relationship with the coach. He's picked me. My name's in the books. There I am. But they can't function within the team. They they don't understand what it is. No matter how athletic they may be, you know what often ends up happening to them? Somebody tell me, what happens to athletes that may be tremendously athletic, but they can't engage and embrace in what it is to be on a team? What happens to them oftentimes? They don't get drafted. Well, once they've been drafted, they're already there. Their name's in the books. What will the coach do with them? Seven. Trade them. Well, that's possible too. Hey, we're getting rid of you. Put them on the bench. John said it. Put them on the bench. That's true in sports. Hey, there have been some great athletes that have been picked up by the head coach, but they can't embrace, they can't engage, they don't know what it is to function on a team, to have common purposes, common goals, and oftentimes they're rendered profitless, useless. They sit on the bench because they can't engage in the team. That's often the way it is in the body of Christ, friends. Most of the people that I meet that tell me, I've got Jesus in here, but I want nothing to do with the big church, with the universal church or the local church, 
most times I can right away see that they've been rendered useless. There's no profitability in their Christian life. God is not using them. Friends, if you don't know what it is to engage and embrace in being on the team, so to speak, the church, the body of Christ, you could be spiritually sidelined, spiritually benched, useless, profitless. What are you going to do sitting there on the bench? Maybe a little here or there. Maybe help with a few things. But I want to be in the game. I trust you do too. I want to be in there. I want to be, I want to have the action. The Lord wants you to engage, to understand what it is to function within the body, within the team, within the church. And so this is the idea that we would embrace and engage what it is to not only have a personal relationship, me and the Lord Jesus, but a corporate relationship that, yes, I've entered into personal faith in the Lord Jesus Christ, but that inherently places me on the team as part of the church. We understand that the church, that is to say every Christian in the whole world, that is the body of Christ. And so all of the Christians across the world make up what the Bible would picture to us as the body of Christ. But then we have from there, here in this building today, a microcosm of the universal church. That is the local church that within this building we have here so many that know and love the Lord Jesus and we're all part of the local church. We're on a local team, so to speak. I hope that you're embracing and engaging what it is to be a part of the local church. Yes, a part of the universal church. That is all Christians everywhere in every place, but also a part of the local church. When Paul writes to people, he writes to local churches And he's talking to them about using their gifts and doing the things that God's called them to do. And we'll read a few of those verses. So, listen to this. In the Bible, I think most of the images that God gives, most of the pictures that God has given regarding the Christian's relationship with Christ are corporate images. I don't know if you've thought about this before. But most of the pictures, the images that God spells out to us in the Bible regarding the Christian, that's you and me, and our relationship with the Lord Jesus are not individual pictures, but they're corporate pictures. What do I mean by that? Well, a vine and branches. How often do we see vines with only one single branch? Real often, you see lots of those. Would you call it a healthy vine if it were? No, of course not, because vines have lots of branches. We had a vine that drove us nuts in our old townhouse. It just wouldn't stop growing, and there were branches, branches everywhere. Well, that's the picture. It's a corporate picture. What about a shepherd with sheep? This is also a picture of the Christian with the Lord Jesus. Do you know lots of shepherds that only care for one single sheep? You know, lots like that. You might say, I don't know lots of shepherds at all. Well, that's true. I don't either. But I certainly don't know any shepherds that only care for one little sheep. There's always a flock of sheep. Well, this is a picture that God gives us in the Bible of us as Christians with the Lord Jesus. What about a family? Do you know lots of one people families? Just one single person? No, almost always, always. There's moms and dads and grandparents and people. There's 
a, a group. It's a corporate picture. What about a building? Does anybody know of any buildings that are made with only one brick or one stone? You know of any buildings that are made out of just one, maybe gigantic hollowed out stone? It'd have to be a big one. No, because most times, all the time, essentially, buildings are made up of stones, bricks, lots of them, and they come together. Well, this is a picture of the Christian's relationship with the Lord Jesus, and it's a corporate picture. It's not just me on an island with the Lord Jesus, but it's a corporate picture. And lastly, what about a body? Hey, this is, the I think, the most vivid picture. I almost know it is because Paul uses it over and over in the New Testament regarding the Christian's relationship with the Lord Jesus as the body of Christ. Does anyone, any of the children maybe, know of anyone with a body... That's only made up of one single part. Now, while you process that, let's see. How about this? How about a body that's all made up of just one big eye? Ever seen one of those? Other than on uh, Monsters University, I bet that's what you're going to say. We've seen some of them there. But in real life, no, right? Even this little eye depiction has hands and arms and legs, so that wouldn't even be true to what the text is saying. Paul says if the whole body were an eye, where would the sense of hearing be? By the way, when I read this passage to my kids, they could hardly believe it was the Bible because it's so basic, it's so illustrative. If the whole body were just an eye, where would the hearing be? And what about the smelling and so forth? You get the point. Have you ever seen a body with only one part? Of course not. Here we sit, each of us, we can look. We've got lots of parts. I've got digits, I've got legs, I've got torso, I've got a head and brain. And if you go within us, we've got all kind of parts functioning in there together. This is the picture that Paul, by the Holy Spirit, uses most to illustrate our relationship with the Lord Jesus again. I'm not an island to myself. Yes, I come and put personal faith in the Lord Jesus Christ. But when I do that, I'm inherently a part of the team. I'm a part of the body. I now have a corporate relationship to God, to the Lord Jesus Christ. Don't ignore this, friends. Don't ignore this. If you disregard this, you're disregarding some critical teaching in the New Testament and lots of it. Books like John and Romans, 1 Corinthians, Ephesians, Colossians, Hebrews, and 1 Peter all talk about the corporate relationship with the Lord Jesus. Have you engaged with it? Have you embraced what it is to be a part of the body of Christ? Think about the human body for a moment. And this is the image that Paul gives us. The human body. Think about this for just a moment. The human body contains trillions of cells, 78 different organs, and more than 60,000 miles of blood vessels if you stretch them end to end. I didn't write this, but I assume that it's basically true. Many of these present a lot of the same facts. Incredibly, all of these cells, vessels, and organs work together to keep you alive. Groups of cells make up tissues. Groups of tissues make up organs. Groups of organs make up body systems. In fact, each organ belongs to one of 10 or 11 body systems. These are body systems that are interconnected 
independent upon one another to function. Isn't this a tremendous picture? So what I see is that God has given to us in ourselves and our own body almost the perfect illustration, the perfect picture of the greater spiritual reality, which is the body of Christ with the Lord Jesus Christ being the head. This is the picture. He's the head. He's the operating system. He has all the wisdom, all the knowledge. He sends out the signals just like your brain does. But you and I are the body parts. We all fit in there somewhere. And I know, I know that there are many, maybe not many here in this building, but I know that there are many in the world around us that may actually be a part of the body of Christ, meaning that they're a Christian, they've been born again, they're saved, but they've never embraced or engaged what it is to be in a corporate relationship with God, to be part of the body of Christ, to be functioning. Hey, do you have lots of body parts that don't have any function? Anybody have lots of body parts that don't have any function? They don't do anything? They're just there for, well, we don't know why. God just put them there. Of course not. Our teeth are used for chewing. We need our jaw bones. We need our hair. We need our eyes. We need our noses to smell, our ears to hear. We need our legs to walk, our feet to stand. All of these things have a purpose, have a function. Well, so do you in the body of Christ. And even our young ones, and we've had lots recently that have professed faith in Jesus Christ personally, lots of our young ones, you too have a part in the body of Christ. What's your body part? Well, don't shout it out, but let's think about it. What's your spiritual gift? How do you fit in here among the local church? How do you fit into God's universal church for that matter? How is God using you? If indeed you're a Christian, whether you like it or not, you are a part of the body of Christ. And body parts don't, They don't just not function, or they're certainly not supposed to. In fact, when body parts don't function, you know what we often call it? A disorder. We have an orderly body. It does lots of things. It works together. It it, it can accomplish tremendous feats. Hey, can you cue that that YouTube video up there, there, boys in the back? The human body, when it functions all together, when all the systems work together can accomplish some tremendous, tremendous things. I've got a video that I want to show you. I love sports, by the way. Many of you know that about me, so it's hard for me to stay away from sports. But go ahead and play this. I don't even think there's audio. It's a 58-second video, but just watch this for one, one brief minute here. I'd like to be able to say that that's me, but it's certainly not me. 
But it is an amazing thing what a human body can do when all of its systems work together. And I'm sure you know some people, and I do too, who parts of their body don't work, literally, parts of their human body. And it's a problem. Other parts of the body have to try to overcompensate for the non-functioning parts of the body. I bet some of you sitting here today are, have experienced that or maybe are experiencing it. Parts of the body not working. Well, spiritually, we don't want that to be the case. We spiritually want the body to be functioning in full health. That all the parts would do what the Lord has them to do. Thank you for going back to the PowerPoint. Um, if you can advance it there, I wanted to... Let's read this verse. Romans 12, 4 and 5 first says, For just as each of us has one body. Does everybody here have one body? Literally, physically? We sure do. If you're here today and you're alive and breathing, you've got one body. For, each, for just as each of us has one body with many members, and these members, that is the body parts, do not have all the same function, that's true, so in Christ we, though many, form one body, and each member belongs to all the others. Isn't that a tremendous verse? That each of us are parts of the body, and we belong to one another. Hey, that guy that just pole vaulted there, if one of his systems was not working well, I could almost assure you, one of the 10 or 11, they say, that are their cardiovascular, uh, the respiratory system, and all these different body systems that work together, the muscular system, the skeletal system, if one of those systems failed, he would just, he'd never make it. He'd probably never be able to run. He needs the lungs to be beating, the heart, or the lungs to be breathing, the heart to be beating. He needs the muscles to contract. He needs the brain to send the signals, and so forth and so on. It is also true that in the body of Christ, when parts of the body are not functioning, there is damage to the body. It's not operating at full health. So I didn't ask you to come in today, obviously, to beat anyone up about any of this. In fact, I see lots of health in the body of Christ here. But we certainly don't want to get stagnant. We want to remind ourselves of the importance of what it is to be a part of the body of Christ, the church that is the body of Christ. Now, there's tons, tons more that could be said about that. But I think we'll leave it there as our time runs short. What's your part in the body, I might ask, as we're, as we're closing? Are you in the body? You only get in there by being born again by the Lord Jesus Christ. Are you functioning in the body? What's your part? What do you do? Ephesians 4 says that every part should do its share. Now, I'm not going to look out, and I don't think anyone here is going to look out and say, you're not doing your fair share. But the Lord is. The Lord says that every part in Ephesians 4, 16 should be doing its share in the body. Hey, I don't want my pinky toe or my big toe or my thumbs for that matter. I had a little activity here, but I'll let the kids come up and do it later. Try for... Just a, a few hours to, to do things without your thumbs. Just take off those little old thumbs and see how the hands work. Could you write your name? Could you pick up some coins and put them in a bucket? Could you button and unbutton a shirt without those little old thumbs? I don't think some of us can't button a, unbutton a shirt with our thumbs, right? It's very difficult. There are lots of things that we would lose by just losing one little body part. What's your part in the body? How are you functioning in the body? Let's pray. Heavenly Father, as we do close our formal time here together this morning, 
we do thank you. We thank you for the glorious truth that's in your word, that as we enter a relationship with you personally, we also enter a relationship with you corporately. And we do rejoice to be a part of your body. It's a joy. It's a privilege. Oh, God, there's so much could be said about the blessings of being part of the body of Christ. And we, so many of us, enjoy these blessings. And yet there are also burdens and things that are to be carried and load that's to be shared. And so we ask that you'd help us as we identify our own spiritual gifts, as we seek to be used to be a part of your body, of your great work on earth through the church. We give you thanks in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen.